This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. A perfect game for David Cohn. The third time works like a charm. It is the third perfect game in Yankee Stadium history. Don Larson in 56. David Wells in 98. David Cohn in 99. 27 up, 27 down. David Cohn has attained baseball immortality. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Yo, 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 what up? Good morning on a Tuesday. How are we doing? You got CeeLo and Fleeks, Fleeks and CeeLo after the uh, big zoo extravaganza there on the overnight as we head towards the top of the hour, next top of the hour, that is, at 6 o'clock when Boomer and Jerry Recco will be along. So I got Fleegelman for the full boat today after he joined me uh, late in yesterday's warm-up show, and I asked you right before uh, the top of the hour of yesterday when Eddie hit the ID and we started the show, and I said, what should we call ourselves this week? And I forget what did what was your answer? What did you say? Well, I was put on the spot, so I just said right. CeeLo and Fleegs. Obviously Cee-Lo giving you top billing, but I actually I did think of a name uh later I on. Had, in the day. I wrote a couple options down, but you can go ahead with yours. I know Boomer had a zinger he wanted to put in there, but he ran. And that's out of why time. I paused because I was looking at Boomer's face and I could tell I've worked with him long enough to tell like he wanted to say something. He didn't, so then I jumped in. See, but. I kind of want to know what he was going to say. I'm sure it was going to be, you know, demeaning and derogatory. I mean, that comes with the territory. I'd expect nothing less. But go ahead. What would you come up with? The bench warm-ups. The bench warm-ups. Okay. So having nothing to do with our names. See, I, I had, um, we could go traditional, Lepresti and Fliegelman, Fliegelman and Lepresti. kind of gives you the law firm feel. Fleegs and Low. Wait, I did Mac and Low with McMonagall. You a did, and weeks that ago. sounded very good. Right, the Low. He dropped the C. Or we could go. Uh, we could get really presumptuous and go with Mike and Chris. <laughs> Might as well. listen. My wedding hashtag was Mike and the Mad Dog, as picked That's by right. my wife and my mother-in-law. Yes, so yes, very nice, very nice. So look, this is an interesting morning to me, and I know Zoo, Zoo just had one. Fleelo. Fleelo. Look at that. Mr. I'm tired and I got to go home. He sticks around. He comes up with a good name. Eddie gives him the fist. You know what? I think that's the winner. And let's say this too. Flea-lo. Great job by Zoo on the overnight today. I was Absolutely. listening coming in. He, he crushed it. Bro, uh, just I didn't as even we realize he came up to me and he was, you know, I opened with the jet. I didn't realize this was your first show. I, fe- I assumed you'd done one before. You pop on the mic there, big dog. Yeah, no, this was this was the first one. Had you done a co-hosting though with somebody? That's yeah, what me it was. And Gallo. That's right. Okay, I was like, I know, I'm pretty sure he's hosted a show before. So, all right, so solo, you you uh, you did your maiden voyage solo. Oh yeah, good job out of you. Excellent. He's going to be with us 
the rest of the week, right? Eddie's going out. All right, so it's all yeah, coming Eddie, together. Eddie's off here. to Iceland, and so we got Big Zoo the rest of the week. Iceland. <laughs> yeah, you know, as you, as you talk oh, to New Yorkers and people from Jersey throughout the summer, where are you going? You know, C-Max and right. Disney World. I know yeah. people people are crushing him for going in August. The poor guy's right. trying to go Jerry on a family went to trip. Texas. Right. Yeah. And you Gio's know, uh, having, I think, uh, a staycation. Boomer went to Canada to play some golf. And a country you don't hear thrown out as often is Honestly, Iceland. That's right. Apparently very green, if you pay attention to Mighty Ducks, too. Yes. Well, yeah. as we all knew growing up, Greenland is the icy one, yeah. and Iceland is the green I one. I didn't know that until I watched Mighty Ducks, too. I had no idea. So there you go. You know what? That might have been where I learned it, just because I saw that movie when yeah. I was four years old. I don't so even, it might, honestly, just, it might even, just be so far ingrained I don't in even there. know if that's true. I'm basing it off of what I read in Mighty Ducks, too. So I'm sure uh, Eddie can give us the review on that when he gets back. And uh, we'll, we'll find out if that's true or not. Or actually, I'm sure my Twitter mentions in about 10 minutes. I'll have, right, we'll uh, find the answers out. to that. Very good. So interesting morning from the standpoint of like, what direction do we go? I mean, look, we don't care about, no one cares about the Mets. We understand that. But a good night. Nice to see their offense score some runs. Pete Alonzo, the rain delay, the whole nine yards, all that. You've got another Aaron Boone ejection. Very animated with Laz Diaz there, who always seems to be. He's like him and Angel Hernandez. Well, and they the had him back to back. They had in the Angel Hernandez, Laz Diaz as the home plate umpires in back to back games. Yeah, that's so you can you can understand why Boone was a little ordered. triggered to begin like, with. We, we yeah. didn't get to it yesterday, but both the Yes broadcast on Sunday and the Astros broadcast, as you found out on Twitter, were all killing Angel Hernandez and how yeah. bad he was Sunday. So everyone was probably in a foul mood with the umpires going into last night's game. And listen, he was awful, but the I, I'm of the view always with the umpires, you have to expect them to stink. If it's a close pitch and you're a hitter and you don't swing and they make a bad call, too bad. Here's, These guys are awful. Here's what's amazing. They still had eight walks. Well, right. Loaded the bases. They loaded the bases three times. <laughs> Once with no, one nobody run. out, one out, one out. They <laughs> scored a run. Then the, the White Sox get a runner oh, on third. What does Benintendi do right away? God. Sack fly. Listen, I'll give credit to Boone for this. He made last night's ejection worthwhile. It's worth watching. He put on a show. Yeah, he the, sure did. Drawing the line in, in the dirt and miming the strike three call. <laughs> Boone really went all out last night. He did. Very animated. The uh, the hot mics there on the field picked up a little bit of it, which obviously we can't repeat here. But uh, yeah, that was interesting. But another, I mean, it was almost like a for the Yankees, kind of a carbon copy. Well, that's not fair because they did score with seven runs on Sunday. But from the standpoint of runners left on base, uh, batting every, you know, at bats with runners in scoring position and strikeouts again. So I mean, I don't really know where to go with them here. It's the crappy White Sox who, you know, Keenan Middleton told you they got all these issues, and then the White Sox basically clapped back at that yesterday. Rick Hahn was basically uh, met the media and said, "Well, yeah, Middleton's the guy that I had to have a face to face discussion with about his inappropriate behavior." So you got that finger pointing going on. You've got the Tim Anderson suspension. There's claims of Yasmani Grandal getting into it with Anderson the day before the All Star break. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And then from the Jets standpoint. Interesting to me that they roll out the one Jets drive the day before. Well, even more than that, if you noticed a couple weeks ago when it was announced that they're going to be on Hard Knocks, yeah. we all know the Jets didn't want to do it. Of course. Shortly thereafter, like within a couple of hours, they announced one Jets drive premieres are moving from Thursday night yeah. to Monday night. Gotta so get they're, they're going to try to one-up them. Every day. And listen, I understand it. They've worked on these stories for a long time. That's a lot of people putting in a lot oh, of yeah. hours, a lot of hard Absolutely. work. So they don't want to get you know scooped or jumped by hard knocks. But if you're a Jets fan, listen, this is an awesome time. You have one Jets drive. You have hard knocks. I'm, I'm going to be waking up nights. early to watch it 
tomorrow before coming in here to do the warm-up Kinda show. Kind of like you did with Mets West Coast. Right. And at when least they mattered. with the Jets, it probably will be a little more exciting or uh, less miserable. Let's go with that because well, they, sure. they can't they, hurt you in the preseason. Yeah, nothing can go well. This I don't is a time say where nothing can go wrong. Well, nothing can go wrong right now. <laughs> Things can go wrong, you know, in September right. and beyond. But if you're a Jets fan right now and you're not excited, what is the point of being a sports right. fan? Just it's like it what up. I said to Mets fans last year. Even if you didn't fully buy into the team, whatever all those reasons. When you're in the middle of a 100-plus win season, how do you not sit there and enjoy it? If the only moment you can enjoy is, hey, after the final whistle or the final out, yeah. your team is the champion, you got to get out of this because you're you're never going to have a moment of happiness. A lot of years of pain and scars built up. Listen, That's and I've suffered is. through enough of them, not yeah, as many sure. as somebody like Joe or some of the older Jets fans right. out there. But, I mean, this team hasn't been to the playoffs in over a decade. The last time they were... I was in college. I was a teenager. So I've, and I I've wasn't been married it. and didn't have kids. I yeah. mean, this is before you even went through your years of covering the Jets. This is a That's long, correct. long time ago. If you can't be excited when they finally have a quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, and a roster worth being excited about and a reason to want to watch these games and see what they do, I just don't understand what the point is. Like I, I love the excitement and the hype and the feel around them right now, knowing that, yes, you know what? Things could go wrong. This is better than the last 10 seasons where for at least seven or eight of them, you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt things were going to go wrong. And it was just a question of how ugly is it going to be even worse than you imagined it would be? This now has a chance to be something really special. Enjoy it. Enjoy the expectations. Embrace them. Embrace the hype. Have fun because this is what this has to be the moment you enjoy as a sports fan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, I was tied up with other matters on Monday, some of it work-related, some of it family-related. I assume, am I safe to assume you watched the first episode of One I Jet did Show? not. You just did not, okay. Not being when did able they to sleep roll on that Sunday, out? When 8 they, o'clock, that's why. 8 o'clock last night? Yes. Okay. All right, so I was going to try to get a review for yes, you. Yes, no, that. I was asleep before the baseball games. I was asleep before One Jet's Drive, and because I didn't sleep a lot the night before, I didn't wake up early, but I figured I'll go home today. Watch that. You'll do a little, like, split doubleheader here, oh, yeah. a little day-night situation. Sleep in between, wake up, hard knocks. How about that? You're going to sandwich your uh, sleep with the Jets. Listen, with an hour and 40 minutes of Jets content. and th- th- Again, this so, is a time, if you're a Jets fan, you better love this. Which is an hour and which is which is 40? One Jets drive I looked on YouTube was 41 minutes. Okay. And I'm assuming hard knocks is an hour. hour. Yeah, right. an hour. Give right. or take. Right. When you're mixing the little previews that they might show or... Whatever else they want to run, run, roll your way before uh, before they actually get to the content. So, Listen, all right, the music, I, the Leah oh, Schreiber, course, yeah. the voiceovers. He was already there at camp awesome. last right. week. Rogers got to meet him. I saw a little teaser yesterday from NFL Films. Rogers mic'd up on the sideline during the preseason game, calling the deep ball to Malik Taylor. So you get a little bit of that. And it looked like um, Rogers and Lake Tahoe was heavily featured in uh, episode one of. Uh, one Jets drive, so I'll have to check that out myself. I don't know when I'm going to get around to that. There's a lot on the, a lot on the table, a lot on the plate this week, so uh, that remains to be seen. 
Uh, so yeah, from the Jets standpoint, it's going to be an interesting week because then you got the joint practices with the Panthers, and then you got the pre you know, actual get into a little bit more of the preseason later on coming up uh, on this this weekend where you'd expect. Hopefully, Zach Wilson and Mekhi Becton play more than a handful of snaps, I'd have to believe, at that point. I would imagine. I mean, Zach Wilson, definitely. He's not hurt. They were just easing him in, and he's the backup quarterback. I don't even the, know the that question Becton mark was is hurt. Becton. He seemed like he was like just uncomfortable on that turf. Right. He didn't like the turf. But listen, the Jets are going to play a lot of games on turf, including their home games. So. Yeah, but I wonder if it's specific, because they've had issues it there. It probably is, but Becton, Becton is a guy that just, yeah. there's Doesn't always take something. much, right? right. There's yeah. always something. Yeah. I, and listen, I know we know Boomer's been talking about it. Zach Rosenblatt with The Athletic, when he did his 53-man roster projection yesterday, I saw that he said predicts uh, Mekhi Becton will be traded. So hmm. that could be something interesting. You know, the Jets aren't going to show you those uh, cut scenes in Hard Knocks when right. they're cutting the guys from 90 to 53. So maybe the most interesting part of the last episode of Hard Knocks will be watching Joe Douglas uh, on the phone trying to trade Mekhi Becton. You think they're going to show that the trade negotiations? Douglas Probably on not. the phone. Maybe Talking maybe they teams. have like the office, like you know they have through the glass, and you're able to spy yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah. There'll be there'll be a limit to how much they're going to. It will put it this way: it, nothing will be as dramatic and epic as Reva showing up to camp at the end of Hard Knocks in 2010. Right. Which and the big I will scene, still say, what was it? Uh, Roscoe Roscoe, Roscoe Diner, Diner. Is that what it was? Yeah. One of the best moments in American television. It, and okay. it, up there with anything else that's happened on HBO. Sopranos, The Wire, Darrell Revis wow. showing up to camp, the music. I mean, it's even it's even better than Rex's snack speech. Oh, I don't know about that. That's that's pretty lofty for, praise. For a Jets right fan at the time that well, had Super Bowl expectations at the time, and yes. was worried. And then obviously knew at that point, you knew he had signed. But then seeing it play out on Hard Knocks. Yeah. One of my favorite tel- television moments ever. Did you watch his full speech Saturday in Canton, Revis? Revis, no. I was in the airport, what did so you think? I was kind of right. What did you think? So I played that one cut yesterday. The jersey burning? Yeah, with the fans. Like, It just seemed like it's weird. But approach. Listen, Revis is a weird guy. Yeah, he had that definitely. thing uh, you know, a couple That's weeks right. ago with Klecko. He's just... And, and the thing also... You know, nice guy, weird guy. The thing... <laughs> Right. What was the thing? I forget. Was it before or after he was done with the Jets? Um, at the, like the nightclub in Pittsburgh or whatever. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was. To, I forget what the timing on that was. I just like from that it, was definitely after his first Jets thing. Because I, oh, yeah, no, I, the, that's the one a, thing that's I remember about that yeah. was I was producing for Summers that night, and I was sitting in the newsroom when it came across Twitter, and I remember just groaning like, "Oh, did, we're gonna have to do this tonight." I remember. It being definitely after the first, and it might have been when he was here the second time, like after twenty eighteen. Okay, no, so that was after he was gone. Oh, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, uh maybe that's wrong. It was definitely twenty sixteen or later. That part I remember. So 20, if he was so still like with the Jets, twenty seventeen. So that would have been when he was gone because he came back to the Jets and fifteen was good. Sixteen was the disaster year for everybody with the Jets. Yeah. And 2017, you know, he's uh, with the Chiefs. Yeah, he's... I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I mean, it just, when you go from, where, uh, like, him at his peak, after that Patriots year and coming back to the Jets. Well, that's for, I mean, and you were there that first year with the Jets. He was still, I mean, he was in 2009, Revis, but he was still, like, a top 10, 15 corner in the game. Yeah. That first year with the and Jets. And he had, didn't he, if I remember correctly, didn't, didn't he have a big, First game, like week one, didn't he have like a, a pick or a pick six or something? I, just, I seem to remember him coming out of the gate strong. Yeah, right? oh, and he had a go. lot of big plays early. And then it kind of, as the season went along, it 
it went the other yeah, way. Yeah, but he was still, listen, he, he was, was not good, but until yeah. the game against Buffalo when Sammy Watkins That's right. treated him like he was a mannequin. Yeah. Just ran right by him every they, play. And they never made the adjustments. No, of course and, not. Yeah, and the rest is history. So. Todd, listen, Todd oh. Bowles, all ah. these years later, still doesn't know what an adjustment is. It, You're allowed to change the game plan during the game? He's still the head coach of the Bucks. I'm sorry. Maybe they'll be good this year. Maybe they'll catch us by yeah, surprise, sure. but I don't I don't see it. Yeah, without Tom Brady, still with Tom uh Tom yeah, I don't, I don't they'll figure it out. I don't see it. And they still have talent on that team. Not so much, you know, you have question mark at quarterback, and when any anytime that's the case, you've got you've got problems on your hands, especially when you're a defensive minded head coach. We've seen him with young quarterbacks. Not that Baker's young at this point, but the guys that don't exactly inspire a lot of confidence at the position, he's not going to step in and and listen. You're you're trying to be nice. You're trying to be diplomatic. Yes, Todd I am. Bowles is a terrible really good head, defensive he's a terrible coordinator. Head coach. Yeah. He's a buffoon as a head coach. One of the worst in the history of the sport. And for all the people that knocked and listen, the Jets were a disaster in every way when Todd Bowles was here. The roster stunk. Everything else was bad. It wasn't all his fault. Anybody who watched Todd Bowles and the stuff he was responsible for as a head coach, and was a little bit objective about it, could have and did tell you going into his tenure in Tampa Bay, hey, this guy has absolutely no idea what yeah. he's doing. Maybe he learned. You know, you never know. Some guys do adjust. You saw in the first year with Todd Bowles. Uh, if anything, he's worse. <laughs> That's hard to imagine. Hard to believe, but yeah. Remember that Monday night game, them and the Saints last year, just back and forth, him and Dennis Allen trying to give each other yes. a game? He might be worse. And you Bulls. can make the case that, I mean, look, that first year, things went really well until Week 17, like we just talked about in Buffalo. They had a lot of talent. But the Bucks team, certainly last year when Brady was still there, and even now, I mean, they've still got a lot of good players there. But you just have no confidence that they're going to be Listen, anything. Listen, give it up to Todd Bowles. He was the first coach in the history of the NFL. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach who learned how to make Tom Brady stink. <laughs> I don't know if first, I'm going to lay first all one that in his out. feet, but yeah, it, unfortunately his name is attached to a pretty bad on-the-way-out season from Brady, limping to the finish line. The Brady, who was willing to give up everything in his life to play football I know. after so a couple bizarre. weeks of Todd Bowles was, yeah. oh no, what did Probably, I do? Yeah, exactly. Definitely regretting that decision. Yeah, listen, I look forward to Jets Bucks joint practices in a few weeks because that's who they have after the Panthers. Okay, Bucks coming to MetLife. That should be fun. I might have to go check that out. Listen, if you're, if you're Robert Sala and you want to look like a great head coach on Hard Knocks, compare yourself to Todd Bowles. They're doing that at MetLife, not at not well, at Florham Park. The game is at MetLife, oh, okay, but I'm okay. sure the practices are at Florham Park. I wonder if those are open. I may have to go check that out. Could be fun. All right, we're off and running here on a Tuesday morning. What are we going with? What was it again? Flelo? Is that Flea-lo. it? Flelo. That's what you got for the remainder of the week. You've got Jerry and Boomer coming up at the top of the hour, and we return, as Al would say, we've got some uh, some other items to get to here on the fan.